think the best thing we could do would be assisting other countries to meet their rollout and to supply them with vaccines to meet the needs of their population so that we don't create this market where the wealthy and the able-bodied can travel. Footage from Washington, D.C. showed National Guard troops who'd been protecting the Capitol taking rest breaks in a parking garage. CBS's Catherine Herridge. Lawmakers expressed outrage on social media, showing troops resting on the cement floors and columns. This is unconscionable and unsafe, tweeted Republican Senator Tim Scott. When Democratic Senator and retired Guard member Tammy Duckworth tweeted, they can use my office. In a statement, the Guard says the move to the garage was temporary. Troops are now headed to hotels or other accommodations. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu has just ordered all Guard members from his state to come home. Dow futures are down 217. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstakes is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends 2-4-2021, Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLS number 33. The NFL entities as defined in the official rules have not offered a sponsor this promotion in any way. Give it some extra time before you mix up that martini, shaken, not stirred. For James Bond, the coronavirus has turned out to be quite an enemy. The opening date for the new film, No Time to Die, has been pushed back yet again. Opening last April was scrapped by the coronavirus. Now the plan for this April has been put off by the continuing pandemic. It's now set to premiere October 8th, according to the Bond website and Twitter feed. Cinema operators hope the film, which costs $200 million to make, will help revive business. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Something for Game of Thrones fans to look forward to. Another prequel is in the works. Variety says George R.R. R. Martin's three novella series Tales of Dunk and Egg is in early development. It takes place 90 years before A Song of Ice and Fire. HBO is reportedly prioritizing the project, which will feature one-hour episodes. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Ready to create your own income with your own home-based business where there's no such thing as getting laid off? If a billionaire entrepreneur spent five years and $20 million searching for the next big trend, wouldn't you want to know what he found? If you're serious about making money from home without having to leave home, then write this down. www.goherenext.com You decide your income. Get the facts now. Goherenext.com These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Hey, it's Boots with Talk Gas Prices. Henry Ford and I have plenty of winter driving tips. Hey, it's worth your time. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. 
Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Need to do something amazing for that special person in your life? How about a romantic getaway? Think hot tub, champagne, chocolate, and a luxurious cabin in the hills of West Virginia, and you've got the perfect weekend getaway for two. Now that's romantic. What's even better? At Hemlock Haven Luxury Cabins, you can do it for just $2.99 weekdays and $3.99 on weekends. Romantic nights with champagne, chocolate, and your own private hot tub at Hemlock Haven Luxury Cabins. Go to hemlockhavenwv.com. That's hemlockhavenwv.com. Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. This is Dr. Mashika Roberts, Columbus Health Commissioner. The pandemic is more than a physical health issue. As parents, it's important to remember that our children are also coping with drastic life changes. One in four teens misuse a prescription drug at least once in their lifetime. We must talk to our kids about healthy coping strategies and the dangers of prescription drug misuse. Visit DontLiveInDenial.org to learn how to dispose of your leftover pills and talk to your kids about opiates. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. I guess I can go home now. Uh, it's a Friday, folks. Good morning. Welcome. Boy, do we have a bunch of stuff this morning. I'm going to let Scott figure out what we're going to do next. It's the party line on 970 in 97.1 FM on a Friday edition. Good morning, folks. Welcome, and it is, uh, what would be, the 22nd, right? Yes, it is. January 22nd. Amazing. Yes. Did you say you are going to let me figure out what no, we're going to do you, next? You'll see in a minute. Okay. I was going to say, I, I thought we were going home. You already did the yabba-dabba-doo, so we're, we're uh, covered. Well, I <laughs> so as we said, Friday, January 22nd, by the way, it's the 22nd day of this year. <laughs> Modern math <laughs> is great, isn't it? When yeah. it works. Actually, I wasn't too bad in math. And I tell you, one of the best courses I took was from Ralph Sabach. And folks, if you are um, Penn State type people, um, you would know that name. He was a football coach at Penn State. I don't think he was the head coach, but he was the number two coach. But he was also the uh, football coach at Worthington. Oh, pretty cool. And uh, he taught a course in mathematics. And it was kind of like a refresher course. It was one of the finest courses I ever took. I use it every day of my life. And it just hammered home all the basics. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Basic math is, is good a good refresher. Mercy, yes. You know, so many people use math every day. I mean, you have to. But I always enjoyed math as well. And I, I enjoyed algebra. Google Ralph Sabach, uh, Penn State, I think. Um, anyway, S-A-B-B-O-C-H. That was my next question. Yeah. But um, 
because I think you might be impressed with his football background. Uh, let's see. Ralph Joseph Sabach, is that it? Yeah, well, I, I don't. He, he is. Uh, a picture? Uh, no, I don't. He oh, is apparently deceased. Oh, yes. He's yeah, gone. 1928 to 2010. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything stick out there in terms of his. Uh, I mean, you're a sports nut. Uh, I I don't see anything other than it just says books that he wrote. Coaching, a realistic perspective, is something he wrote. Uh, too, it's uh, on Amazon and also thriftbooks.com. Okay. So he said, uh, beloved father, grandfather. Yeah. Uh, so you're reading like an obit. Yeah, it is. Okay. And he passed in State College, Pennsylvania. He had a coaching career. At Barnesville High School in Ohio, uh, 57, the family moved to Worthington, Ohio, where he taught math and physical education, coached football, wrestling, and baseball. Yeah. Earned his uh, master's and doctorate in PE from the Ohio State University. Here's a picture. Yes, absolutely. But what about his uh, pen... Um State. What what city did you say? State St- College. That's Penn State, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I he so. uh, sixty nine joined the phys ed faculty at Penn State. Uh, he taught courses in teacher prep and coaching. He was the author of Coaching: A Realistic Perspective. Uh, he was also a collegiate and high school track and field and cross country official. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He's a great guy. Anyway, this math course that I took was, you know, you get it, and then you go on and you do algebra and you do, but um, to come back midway and hammer home all the basics, this is the best course I ever took, I think, of that nature. Yeah, it's it's a good refresher to do, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, every day because, you know, you, you use math, whether it's currency, credit cards, statistics, yeah. any anything to do with numbers. Well, let's see here. Uh, let, let's move along. Thank you for that help, though. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let's see. Today's highlight in history, this January 22nd date, about the year 1973, when the U.S. Supreme Court, in its Roe versus Wade decision, declared a nationwide constitutional right to abortion. Former President Lyndon B. Johnson died also on this date um, at his Texas ranch at age 64. You know, it's, it's interesting... I don't know. At my age, I'm starting to become aware of, pay more attention to what, how old someone is when they die. I guess that's a natural thing. Yeah, probably so. We we are at that age. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I'm 71. Well, LBJ died at the age of 64. Yeah, that's... Uh young compared to today's standards with longer life seems like in 1901 British Queen Britain's Queen Victoria died at the age of 81 see now so that gives me the other end of hope Mm -hmm. right a little different perspective there yes well anyway see what birthdays we got here Piper Laurie is 89, an actor. Uh, Graham Kerr from the uh, Celebrity Chef stuff, uh, Galloping Gourmet, all that. He's 87. Um, author Joseph Wamba is 84. Singer Steve Perry, 72. Uh, Jim Jarmusch, who is a movie director, 68. I know him a bit. Mm-hmm. Actor Linda Blair, or actress, I, they, they just refer to actors here, what regardless of their gender. Yeah. 
But anyway, actress Linda Blair, 62. Actress Diane Lane, 56. Guy Fieri, the celebrity chef, he's 53. Bum, 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 bum. Scanning through this list here. Oh, jazz singer Liz Wright is 41. She's good. Uh, getting to the end here. Well, the, the youngest person listed today is an actor, Sammy Gale, 25. All right, so we did that. Now, folks, in front of me, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stacks. Eight, nine stacks of papers. We can't possibly do them all. But, um, and art turf. And art turf. So that's like nine, fact, ten this, segments this just, right there. Let's just do art turf right now. <laughs> okay? I mean, we. I don't want to mess this up much farther. <laughs> so there. I-N-E-P-T. Coach Turf, getting ready to go back on the road. Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach yeah, Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at the TNT. And in addition to the unusual uh, circumstance. Okay, so we messed this all up. All right. Now. You went through both of them pretty quick. That's right. I hit the <laughs> start next twice because I thought it would uncancel it. See? Nope. Okay. I'll have to load them again. <sighs> The joy of radio, folks. Yeah, it's only live radio, these, right? These darn computers know so much more than I do. We're going to do the whole thing. Okay. I-N-E-P-T. E-N-F-T. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf getting ready to go back on the road to... Try Nitro Tech for another. That's right, we're headed out to Nitro, West Virginia. We're playing uh, TNT this week, and boy, howdy, I'm telling you, we have to get all the fans interested in making a road trip because I guarantee any fans what goes to this ball game is going to have a blast. Coach, a little bit of an unusual practice session we visited yesterday, getting ready for the football game with TNT. That's right. You know, this is what you call your brilliant stroke of genius on the part of the coaching staff here. You know, what we've done is we subjected all of our boys to all the firing and all the grenades and all them cannon launches out there at uh, the ROTC firing range just so they get used to all the atmosphere, what goes on out at the TNT Stadium. What was the reaction of your players to that, uh, to that particular strategy? We're all fired up. I ain't never seen our boys fired up like they've been fired up for this ball game. You know, we done issued flak jackets to all the boys. We done issued bayonets to all the boys. We done showed them John Wayne movies all last night. So you think your game preparation has the team ready to pick up their first win of the season this week? That's right, and I am predicting that we are going to pick up our first victory of the season this week. We, I am looking for a fine ball game on offense, a fine ball game on defense, a fine ball game from our special teams, so I think the fans, in addition to having a blast when they go to this ball game, are going to see a fine ball game. We'll get a scouting report on TNT right after we pause for this message. And um, our turf brought to you today by Oakview Dermatology and Don Salmon. Well, Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at uh, TNT. And in addition to the uh, unusual circumstances surrounding their playing facilities, what have you been able to find out about their football team? Well, not only that, they got a pretty strange place to play. And, uh, and uh, not only that, uh, it, it's uh, got an unusual name. They, you know, it goes back to their coach, uh, Coach Criblow. Crosshair Crudlow, you know, he was a, a bombardier on a B-17 back in WW2. You know, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you heard of it. It was in all the papers, WW2. And, and he was a bombardier on a lot of them missions. And the captain of that plane that they was flying in was a fellow named of, uh, Dump, M.O. Dump, Captain Dump. And he was a real fan of that boy Crudlow. And uh, when it come time for Coach Crudlow to start coaching over the TNT, uh, Captain Dump decided to give all his money so they could build a stadium over there, and they named it after him. So now they play in the ammo dump. 
Coach, we're running a little bit short on time, and we still haven't gotten a scouting report on what they like to do. Well, you know, you'd think a fellow that uh, is, was a bombardier in the war and has a quarterback named a Bonds Bennett would like to throw a lot of long passes, but no, he, they like to run their mind sweep left, mind sweep right, and uh, they use a running back name of uh, Ricochet Russell. He bounces off all them tacklers. Sounds like a tough assignment for your defense, Coach. No big deal. Our boy's been bouncing off running backs for years now. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of MX Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. They play over in the ammo dump. <laughs> See, I, I have a couple <laughs> members of the staff who think, why are we playing this? <laughs> it's fun, folks. It's goofy fun. And you won't hear it on another radio station <laughs> anywhere because these were all done 15 years ago and probably most stations can't find them anymore. <laughs> but not me. Yeah. Not us. We like it. Hey, speaking of sports, yeah. can I uh, interject that no. the... Okay. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Men's basketball, Ohio men's basketball, is heard, scheduled to play tonight. We, I heard they can't just cancel two games. Well, if they canceled it, it is not on the website yet, on the Bobcats okay, so website. So they're playing tonight. Well, that's what their schedule says on OhioBobcats.com versus Ball State at 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Oh, cool. It'll be on TV. Yeah, so I'm going to look again to make sure. Now, that's Um, 7 p.m. Yes. What city? Here in Athens. Okay. At the Convocation Center. And they still aren't letting anybody in, right? Correct. Nobody's allowed in. Jeez. They're, and they're, they're ain't, they ain't playing at the ammo dump. I've been even thinking of calling Michael Stevens and saying, Come on, man. I know man. you have. Uh, give me special. Come on, man. But uh, I don't want to pull that string. Because <laughs> he's terrific. He does good things for us, and I don't want to over... You know what I mean. Hey, they've got a busy weekend. The Bobcats, men's and women's sports... Women's volleyball today at the Convocation Center at 1 p.m. And Let me get my calendar out to compare with yours. Tomorrow, I'm going right off of OhioBombcats.com, their website, the official website. My calendar is far more accurate. Lay it on us. Okay. Central at Ohio today at 1. That's um, women's volleyball. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> well, like I said, mine's far more. Okay. Okay, Ball State <laughs> um, at noon. That's tomorrow. Okay. Men's basketball. All right. Okay, then let's go to the next one. Well, that's the same thing. It's in there twice. Why is this on in my Friday thing, though. I must have put it in the wrong day. Okay, so let's go to Saturday. Okay, we got wrestling at Missouri. So the wrestling team's going there. We've got... Uh, we've got them also at Northern Illinois with wrestling. How's that work? Man, you got a screwed-up schedule there. I th- Never mind, you take over. I, <laughs> mine is not accurate, as I said. Okay, I went to a little window pane here, too, on OhioBobcats.com. And headlines, Ohio men's basketball set to host Ball State Friday night on CBS Sports Network. So that is tonight. Today is Friday, correct? Okay, and what, what time start? 7 p.m. Okay. So, if you have um, Spectrum TV, you can, I think it's channel, what is it? Well, CBS. CBS is 
It's it's a sports network, oh, not, oh, not regular CBS. Okay. Well, I have it anyway. It, yeah, it's about uh, channel 13, 19, I think, on Spectrum. Okay. And if you have DirecTV, I think it's channel 219. Spe- Spectrum used to be Time Warner, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. DirecTV is 221, I think it is, for the CBS Sports Network. So oh, there you okay. have it, folks. You can watch Bobcat basketball tonight in a virtually empty convocation center i had a fun thing last night there were about um 10 people who participated but it was oh yeah you told me about that yesterday <laughs> so the what's the expression scavenger hunt. a scavenger hunt that's it yeah okay so the rotary club you know we haven't met for months uh although we normally meet every monday at noon and they have a luncheon and a speaker and all that stuff. Well, uh, we've had speakers and virtual things at noon every Monday. But just for fun, our current president, Sheila Mark, um, thought, well, let's have a, a virtual, um, I, I guess, wine tasting or something like that. So we had a nice bottle of wine, Pat, myself, and others did too. And at 7 o'clock, we got on Zoom so we could all see each other. And then what she did was she made a list of items. And the first person to go and get one of those items and show it on their screen got two points. And anybody else who could find the item after that got one point. But it's by household, right? Yeah. And I think uh, I think there were ten or twelve households that took part in this. <laughs> so, like uh, one thing was um, a ruler. Okay, so the first person that could bring a ruler back and show it on the screen got two two points. Anybody else that did after that won. Uh, what was another example? Oh, an artificial plant. Okay. Um, anyway, stuff, right? Interesting items. Oh, yeah. How about a... Uh, par- a, ca- a cassette. An audio cassette. <laughs> you know, reaching back a few years. Oh, yeah. Right? Or an 8-track. That would have oh, been that, interesting. That would have been impossible. I don't have any. Do you? <laughs> no. See what I mean? Yeah. That's too far back. Yeah. How about a parrot? A tropical parrot. Live or dead? Live. Oh. I have a dead one. No, okay, you I get got... one point for that. You get two for a live. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> our, our household came in second place. And um, another one did better by uh, better than we did by one point. And then, so the top three places each got a little thing, prize, or at least recognition. Yeah. It was fun. Pretty cool. And the wine was good. <laughs> I, I tell you what, as I get older, first of all, folks, I've never been a drinker. I think you've heard me say many times over the years, I've only been drunk in my life twice, and it was both times underage in Wyoming. (laughs) And I was miserable. In the same city, folks. Sheridan, Wyoming. Same city. Yeah. Dragged him down. No, I do. Sheridan's terrific. Don't misunderstand. (laughs) It was just me and my age. Well, yeah. And in lack of exposure to some of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. And be subjected to it. Weren't you, weren't you go, speaking of parrots, the reason I said that, weren't you interested in getting a tropical parrot at one time? Well, I still am. Like what, what, what breed was it or what type? Just a, a tropical bird. You know, one that. Here comes the sun. Yes, it does. I got to reach over here and th- throttle down our blinds because I can't read anymore with that blooming, booming in here. There, that's better. 
We're glad for the sunshine, though. Absolutely. Well, he's supposed to be, like, super cold tonight. Oh, yeah. Down into the mid to upper teens. Listen, we've already wasted nearly half an hour. Not wasted, but gone through a half an hour. And I've got... Okay, so I'm still looking for a tropical bird, folks. Okay. And a drone. I had... um, Weren't you looking for a drone, or do you have one? A drone? Yeah. I thought you wanted one at one time, or did you get one stuck in a tree? I have two drones. You had to wait for the wind to blow it out of the tree? One got caught in a tree, and it took uh, several months, but it finally came down. (laughs) Um, Neither one of them is... They're they're more like kid-type drones rather than professional. Like, I didn't spend a fortune on them. Um, And I do need to get them running again. By the way, you know how for... Folks, if you've been listening to my show for any length of years, every year on my list, my Christmas list, is a Jeep. I've wanted a Jeep for years. And I keep thinking the kids and everybody will go together and buy me some <laughs> Jeep. It's become a joke. Oh, okay. But. Secretly? This year, I thought, well, since I was alone at Christmas time, <laughs> Pat, Pat was out visiting our California clan. You got a Jeep? <clears throat> I got a Jeep. <laughs> Is it a real one? I mean, a life-size big no, one? No, 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 no. No, no. Uh, I'm getting to it. Okay. Okay, so it's a remote-controlled Jeep. Ah. But it is built up like a competition Jeep, right? Okay. And on Christmas morning, I'm out in the street running it. You know, everybody else is opening their gifts up and down the street and having family time or best they could under COVID. Me, I was all alone, but I was running my Jeep. Battery powered, you know what I mean. Yeah. Remote control. It's it's cool looking. Yeah, they were playing with their indoor toys and you were out playing with the big kid toys outside. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so we've got a lot of choices All right. this morning. Let's go. Let's do it. I have a report entitled, The Dirtiest Cities in America. I have a report entitled, and all of these are like <clears throat> one or two days old. I have another report entitled, Safest States During COVID-19. Of course, I have today's report my stats on COVID. I have um, the New York Times um, um, assessment this morning of COVID. I have, um, of course, on this day, historical event thing. I've got... um, the uh, story about how much liquor Ohio people have been buying more than <laughs> before COVID. Yeah. Let's and go with that one. You think? That's kind of okay. humorous, actually. Okay. Well, maybe until it gets out of control. Well, that's, um, first of all, today is January 22nd. It's <laughs> Celebration of Life Day. I can buy that. Yep. It's National Blonde Brownie Day. Um, I guess that's okay. It's National Sanctity of Human Life Day. Now, that expression, what does that mean to you? Sanctity of human life. That means, uh, to me, the value of human life. Okay. And life is priceless. Oh, here they're connecting it to Roe versus Wade. So it's back to the abortion thing. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, so we've done that. Put that away. 
Okay, this one we can do quickly. Safest states during COVID-19. This was a report issued yesterday. Now, we got uh, 51 places because they include the District of Columbia. Um, where do you think the safest state is? Well, I know it's not Utah. They have like a 50% infection rate, maybe more than that. Um, well, wait a minute. Now, Utah is ranked 8. Idaho, I mean. I'm sorry. Okay. Idaho. Let me find Idaho here. Idaho is ranked 14th. Um, so, hmm, I'm going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, Montana? Or Well, Montana's fourth, so well, not, not you're pretty close. That's, Wyoming? So, <laughs> um, n- n- we'll get to it. Okay. So number one is Alaska. Number two, Vermont. I love Vermont. Number three, Colorado. I love Colorado. Number four is Montana, which you thought would be in up there. Fifth, North Dakota. Sixth, Hawaii. Seventh, Iowa. Eighth, Utah. Ninth, Minnesota. And tenth is Missouri. Now, where does Ohio fit? It fits 19th. Out of 51. Not too bad. Not bad. I thought this was interesting. The District of Columbia is right before Ohio, 18th. I thought it would be worse than Ohio. I don't know why. Maine, which I would expect to be good, is before the District of Columbia. Okay, so let's see here. I guess now we'll go the other direction. What are the least safe, right? Oh, wait a minute. I got to give Wyoming its due. (laughs) Ohio is 19th. Wyoming is 20th. Hmm. Right there. Yeah. Okay. Not bad for that. Folks, unless you haven't heard our show very often, we love to... I... Take that back. Not we. I love to tease Wyoming. I went to college in Wyoming. It's a long story, which I hope not to repeat. But um, I I love the state uh, in terms of its beauty. I loved a lot of the people out there. But um, it did not suit me in terms of getting an education. And being a fine arts guy, you know, or showbiz guy, music, theater, cinema, there ain't much to do out there, okay? So we always go, Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay. (laughs) So I've told you the good and the bad. The least safe state. Care to guess? It's been talked about a good bit. Um, Florida? No, Arizona. Arizona. That was my top two guesses. Uh, Florida comes in dead in the middle, 24th. But Arizona is 51st. Alabama's next. Then Mississippi, Nevada, South Carolina, Georgia, California is 45th. Pennsylvania, 44th. Well, you get the point. So this is the safety of COVID. That's all we're going to say about it. We can put this one away. Recycling. Since we're talking about COVID, let's do my report. As of yesterday, 2 o'clock, everything folds up. Not folds up, but uh, that's the posting time. Uh, So these figures are all a little bit slightly different. But you have to take some point, so it's 2 o'clock each day. In Athens, we had, have had 3,737 cases. I'll quickly point out most of those have recovered. 30 of those, 30 of those were new yesterday. 
32 knew the day before, 21 knew the day before that. Coming out of a weekend, the figures are always just a tiny bit lower. Okay, so 3,737 cases thus far. That's 5.28% of our county population. But yesterday, there were only 557 active cases. In other words, 3,171 have recovered since this all broke out. Um, bum, 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 557 active. Of those, 148 require hospitalization. 366 are recovering at home. And the last point about Athens, we still have only had nine deaths. And uh, if my figures are correct, in Athens there have been 2,095 vaccinations as of 2 o'clock yesterday. State of Ohio. Uh, um, the state has had a total of 849,704 cases. 136,840 are still active. By the way, new cases yesterday, 7271. This is for the state. Now, of the 136, 840, 136, 840, 136,840 active cases, 6,465 are in ICU environment, 37,850 are in non-ICU, but still hospital. Wait a minute. Let me make sure I've got this right. Yes, I did that right. 83,970 are recovering at their homes. The good news of the 8th 149,000, 700 and almost 13,000 are recovered. Statewide, how many vaccinations as of yesterday, 2 o'clock? A half a million, 176. Which is 4.3% of our population. In the state... As of yesterday, 10,518 deaths. Again, the median age remains um, 43. I don't think we need to do the world, but let's do do the U.S. today. So, we got 332 million people living in this nation, give or take. The first case was February 5th of last year. There were 246,000, 247,000 new cases yesterday, bringing the total so far to 25,090,685. But of that 25 million, 15 million have recovered. I'm rounding these figures off a bit. So 59.7% have recovered. Active cases, 9,677,000. Deaths, 417,470. Okay, vaccinations. 16 million. 530,000. Now that sounds like a big number, but once again, it only represents 
of our population. And so it was. Many things happened yesterday to push that along. And we could do a report on that. Um... David Leonhardt is a writer for the New York Times, and he wrote an item um, in the last 24 hours. In its first person, it's he talking. So here we go. Um, he says, I took a 1,600-mile road trip this week that has left me even more amazed at how poorly the United States has handled the coronavirus and more worried about how much work the Biden administration has to do to get it under control. I want to tell you that story this morning. The U.S. now faces two main virus problems. First, our efforts to minimize the virus's spread remain half-hearted, with many Americans refusing to wear masks or practice social distancing. Second, the early stages of the mass vaccination campaign have been a mess. Far behind schedule and full of frustration for people trying to get those shots. The second of those problems was the reason for my road trip. I live in Washington, D.C., where the vaccine rollout has been even slower than in most places. I hear maddening anecdotes from neighbors and friends all the time. And imagine you have heard similar anecdotes. Many America, Americans who qualify to receive the vaccine, like those over 65 years of age, don't know what they are supposed to do to sign up. When they try, they often find that all the slots are filled. Okay, I'm going to stop reading the story for a minute and say I think our county has been doing better than most. Yes, and we try to keep updates here yep. as well. Okay, <coughs> but uh, in um, District of Columbia, uh, they're concerned. And there's concern here too, of course. Oh, but, of course, yep. But I think, um, let's see, I'm 71, so my date starts on the 1st of February, right? That first week of February, when I'm supposedly uh, eligible to do it. Yeah. Anyway, going on. Limit drops there. Yeah. So this week is for those 80 plus, or is it 70? No, 75. I thought it was 80. Yeah, it's 80 plus this week. Next week it drops down to 75 plus. The following week will drop down, which will be the first week of February, mm -hmm. will yep. be my age group, 70 plus, and the week after that, 65 plus. Yes, okay. and so on. Yeah. Okay, back to this writer. My mom, who's 74 and has been living with my family for the past few months, was one of the people trying to figure out how to get her shots. She's 74, and it felt impossible. Fortunately, she had an alternative. She normally lives in Colorado, a state with somewhat better vaccine rollout. By checking repeatedly online, she got an appointment in Colorado. So the two of us got in a car and spent a couple days driving west to spare her the risk of contracting the virus on the airplane. My sister, who lives in Denver, drove east, and we met halfway in St. Louis. I drove back to Washington, and my, my sister and my mom drove on back to Denver. We are grateful that she is about to receive her first shot. But, it but it's worth pausing to reflect on what an indictment our, so our society... I'm, so, let me read this better. But it's worth pausing... To reflect on what an indictment of our society this story is. The world's richest, most powerful country has almost 20 million vaccine doses that are sitting unused. Meanwhile, people are desperately trying to sign up and often failing. 
many families don't have the resources or flexibility to make it a full-time project. So we go on. Let's see here. And um, while you're doing that, I've noticed or heard that, uh, seen on the news, I guess, that uh, people are driving to Florida mm-hmm. to get their vaccinations. And now the Florida government is saying, the state is saying, you know, you need to prove residency now to get it. Uh, and folks, I truly believe. And there's, what's it, Chewbacca? Chewbacca. I truly believe that we're going to see a major improvement soon. The, um, the new College of uh, Medicine's building on, um, what is it, 119 West Union, uh, across from the HD... Used to be the HDL Center. HDL yeah. Center. Um, Factory Street just, runs on just, the other just side. Just beyond that little roundabout there where the old railroad station was. Yeah. That building is about to be open for its full College of Medicine purposes. But until it's going to be used as a vaccination center. Now, we have others, too. But um, this is going to be the big one working in cooperation with our Athens County Health Department. And Dick Gaskell's terrific. And Jack Pepper, all that stuff. Yep, they're doing as good as anybody could do okay. in this area. So I think things are going to be in pretty good shape here very soon. Okay, so anyway, if you want more on that New York Times story, and there is quite a bit more, uh, go to the New York Times website, nytimes.com, and look for the, uh, the January 22nd story by David Leonhardt. You know, speaking of the Athens County Health Department, they're doing all they can, folks, to get the information out, get vaccinations scheduled. And, you know, if you call down there, the line's been busy like we've been hearing. You know, they've only got so many resources they can use. So be patient and uh, leave a message, and hopefully they'll get back to you soon. They're doing the best they can, and then some. Um, let's see here. Speaking of that, I think Ruth Dudding mentioned on Make It Make It Happen the other day. They only have so many phone lines right. to go in there, so that's why if you call and it's busy, that's why because they are staffing the phones all day long. Uh, from what she mentioned, so we have five minutes left. Okay. Dirtiest cities in America: Cleveland, Detroit. Well, what are they talking about? Dirty. Oh, okay. Okay, well. Pollution? It, it's not uh, like anything sexual. It's not like, um, uh, well, okay, it's pests, pollution, poor infrastructure, plague, that sort of stuff. Um, so, the dirtiest cities in America. Number one is Palmdale, California. Number two is Los Angeles. Now, folks, I know Los Angeles pretty well. I like it. Even love it. Um, But there are places that are... Remember the term we used to call it the slums? Uh, it's it's like Baltimore, Maryland. There are places that are terrific in Baltimore, and then there's places that are really tough. Um, can a city be 100% perfect? Pretty difficult. Anyway, Los Angeles is a big city, and it's number two. 
Newark, New Jersey, three. Houston, Texas, four. These are the dirtiest. San Antonio, Texas, five. New York, New York, six. New Orleans, seventh. Long Beach, California, eighth. Chicago, tenth. Okay, let's do uh, the cleanest, okay? Now, this is... Cleanest city in America, they say, is Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Hmm. Followed by Frisco, Texas, Madison, Wisconsin, Dayton, Ohio, St. Paul, Minnesota, Elk Grove, California, Clarksville, Tennessee, McKinney, Texas, Lexington, Kentucky. Well, you get the idea. Let's see, is there anything more I can add to that? I guess not. Two minutes remaining. I had been, uh, when we did the inauguration, I started to give you all these facts about our the, the president since my lifetime. We still have um, several to go. We don't have time to do it today. We'll work on it next week. But we're talking namely about Barack Obama, and Donald Trump. So we have two presidents yet to go in that report. Um, this whole COVID thing has affected our consumption of alcohol. And I have a report here about how much more Ohioans have been purchasing alcohol. Uh, and, and it includes like at the liquor store to take home, as well as uh, in those places that are, you know, functioning, functioning with social distancing and all of that, where you can still go and get a cocktail or whatever. Um, you know, it, the increases are remarkable. I mean, we're talking like 27% increase. Um... I I enjoyed some wine last night. Uh, I'm normally a Pepsi drinker or something like that. But uh, at this uh, little event that the Rotary thing had, I had some wine last night. It was wonderful. The whole thing here is do not abuse. And you know that. Folks, we're wrapping up the week. We we want, are. We want you to have a safe weekend. Lady yeah. Volleyball Bobcats today at 1, men's basketball at 7 tonight. And do things for one another if you can. Take care of one another. Yes. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. COVID vaccine supplies are running low. Some vaccination sites are canceling appointments, others shutting down. This man in Pleasant Hill, California, is holding out hope. Wait your turn. People <laughs> have to be patient. Thousands of thousands of people needing this vaccine. President Biden is pushing ahead with a vow to tame the pandemic. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus is optimistic. A hundred million doses, a hundred days. You know, I like putting a stick in the ground. I think he's going to dramatically exceed that if we look at the supply of vaccines coming from Moderna, Pfizer, and J&J and AstraZeneca, I think you may be able to do 200 million in the first 100 days. Some healthcare workers in Texas want to be included in the current tiers getting shots. KEYE TV's Adela Uchida is in Austin. Dentists are at a higher risk of infection. Dr. Sheila Gupta is the chief dental officer for the St. David's Foundation. I have hope that the state will do the right thing, that they will tier us so that we can get our vaccine and they will acknowledge that we are important. The so. Texas Dental Association has testified to the Department of State Health Services about the need for the vaccine. Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell wants to push former President Trump's impeachment trial back
back to mid-February to give him time to build his defense. Correspondent Nicole Killian. After Mr. Trump's legal team from last year's impeachment proceeding declined to represent him again, allies of the former president say he has hired South Carolina lawyer Butch Bowers. We're going to fight like hell to make sure that the second impeachment of Donald Trump ends as quickly as possible, either dismissed or with an overwhelming vote for acquittal. South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. National Guard troops are back at the U.S. Capitol after they were moved out for rest breaks at a nearby parking garage. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. These troops were abruptly moved out of the Capitol resting area and into a parking garage nearby. They have hotel rooms, but this resting space was for those working long shifts with not enough time between them to return to their rooms. Many lawmakers were outraged after images emerged of the troops sleeping on concrete with few toilets or electrical outlets. The troops were later moved back to the Capitol complex. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu says Guard members should be graciously praised, not subject to substandard conditions. He's ordered troops from his state to return immediately. The NFL says 7,500 health care heroes will be invited to attend Super Bowl 55 at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Each team gets to pick four health care workers from their hometowns who've been vaccinated. The Dow is down 156 points right now. S&P off 13. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from our resume database when you upgrade your job post. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes is back. Every time the score changes, someone wins $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends February 4th. Licensed in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. The NFL is not sponsored promotion in any way. Starting route. Your destination is point 